0: right. Welcome in. Welcome back to A. What letter grade would you give Marcus Freeman his first year on the job at Notre Dame edition of the Always Irish Show? As always, you can find a program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. I appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps me as well. Notifications on. You know why. That way you'll be alerted every time a new episode drops. You don't want to miss it. Twitter. Type in the search bar, always Irish, or at always Irish Inc. emails, always Irish at I am admittedly behind on the emails and I have to get caught up. And I just don't want anybody to take it personally. I, I admit I am like behind in emails. A lot of people send me a lot of stuff and I want to get through it all and I just get backed up. I apologize. Audio only anywhere you want me. You can get me. Call in line 312 988 8815. Fighting Irish wire, type it in the Google machine, and then read about Notre Dame football, okay? I'll be putting stuff out all winter. It doesn't stop. This grind doesn't stop just because it's the offseason, okay? Um, all right. So here's something I kind of talked about in a live stream last week, um, but it was in the mix with five or six other big picture issues. And it's just something I wanted to cover because I think it's an interesting discussion. And I do think there's a lot of nuance and personal. This is really individualistic, how you want to analyze and look at today's topic. So I want to look at what letter grade, now that the regular season's over and we've seen it in totality, what letter grade you give Marcus Freeman first time uh, head coach on the job, okay? Here's where I'm going to fall. I'm going to give you my letter grade and then I'm going to get into the reasonings why I am open to your reasonings for a different grade and reason. Explain it to me so we can get some different perspectives. Okay. So if I'm in a good mood, I'm going to give him a B. If I'm in a bad mood, I'm going to give him a B minus. That's kind of where I'm, I'm being as fair and honest as I can with you guys. I'm being as fair and honest as I can. If I wake up on the right side of the bed and I'm in a good mood, I'm giving him a B. And if I'm not, I'm giving him a B minus close to a C plus. Okay, now, what goes into all of that? What what is what are all the ingredients I mixed in there and then come up with that? Let's go over a few things. Number one, he inherited... A extremely flawed roster, not of his construction and his and his staff's development, okay? Now, some of you are going to say, what do you mean a flawed roster? They were a top five team, you know, to start the year and all this stuff. Flawed roster, okay? Where it matters most to be elite. Extremely flawed. Just extremely flawed. Quarterback play, wide receiver play, nope, not good enough, okay? So some of the depth, other places, not good enough, all right? Uh, Development hasn't been good enough in certain areas. So he inherited a very flawed roster I didn't think was elite to go into the year, and I did not think was a top five roster. We started the year ranked fifth. That doesn't mean I thought they were the fifth best roster. That meant you got put fifth based on having a good year last year, and that's how they do things. That's why we were fifth. We weren't fifth because of that roster and what it was going to be this year. You got to understand how those rankings work to start the year. Um, but he in, he did inherit that that flawed roster. All right. Then, and here's the other thing too. This is documented. Sometimes when I say that, people push back like, oh, it's easy for you to say that now because we lost these games and it's retrospect. No, 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 not so fast. I'm not letting you do that. Not to me. Go back to my season preview and prediction shows in August before the season started. And I said, quote, I think a lot of Notre Dame people are going to be in for a rude awakening because there are more holes on this roster than a lot of people want to admit. That was exactly what I said. And you could go look it up and I'm not saying it to brag. I don't want to be right about something that sucks for us. That's not the point, but I need to protect against people who are saying, I'm just conveniently saying that now that I've seen the results. No, 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 no. That was my opinion in August. That was my opinion in August. Go look up the videos. They're still up. So very flawed roster development depth not his fault but he inherited it okay that's an issue that's a challenge next injured court injured starting quarterback right away and a backup that he didn't recruit and sign off on that he had to play we could go on and on and on about all the notre dame quarterback issues Okay, we can do that, and we have, and we will. He inherited a crappy situation. And don't think Kelly didn't know this, and it was all a part of his deciding what Kelly wanted to do. He knew the problem he either created or allowed to be created by his staff in all these areas. He knew that. That was a part of the equation. Kelly knew no matter what, even if Buckner was healthy, quarterback was going to be a challenge this year okay so that's the other thing that worked against Freeman even if Buckner was healthy you had no idea if he was going to be good and he wasn't even healthy and then you had to go to a guy that's five foot four okay not a good dynamic also tough schedule the this the schedule this year and next year are 10 times as tough as the last few years Kelly had you cannot compare it at all USC's good again Ohio State on the schedule Clemson like tough tough schedule really tough schedule um think about it Ohio State Clemson Ohio State that alone is a tougher schedule than 98 percent of teams out there so that didn't help either opening with Ohio State didn't help either no leeway no easing into the season, get your legs under you. Nope. Um, So then you have the atypical timing of Kelly leaving and then the whirlwind of Freeman getting hired and doing all the stuff you had to do and real quick, like, like time was going by real fast. You know, there's a lot going on in an atypical time frame putting together your first staff. It's all in a hurry. It's all in a rush. We had the bowl game to prepare for in the middle of it. That's just a lot of change and not a lot of time. A lot of change and not a lot of time. That is tough. That is tough. And we didn't even get yet to just the most basic fundamental fact that when you're a new first time ed coach, there's a lot to learn. And there's a lot to learn no matter where you're a first-time ed coach. It's just that a lot of people get to get those learning pains out of the way, not under the bright lights of Touchdown Jesus in Notre Dame. Everybody's looking at every move, every quote, everything you do, every movement. Everybody's analyzing it. So that's a lot of tough stuff year one. Okay. So those things all kind of lend giving me Marcus Freeman some leeway year one on how harshly I'm going to judge him. Great win over Clemson. I understand it's lessened now in retrospect because they end up stumbling after we beat them and, and it just kind of takes some of the shine off it. I get that. But at that moment, that was a high point point in a performance against an undefeated top four team with championship coaches and pedigree. That was the type of performance and that dynamic we never saw from Brian Kelly in over a decade. He never had any game against an undefeated top 14 that looked that impressive. He never did. Marcus Freeman did it year one. That is a great indicator of that Freeman factor getting more out of the group than you think they should, motivation, all that stuff, whatever it is never got anything close to this from kelly that's awesome that was one one big thing i was looking for was validation on my feeling of the freeman factor and what that means like i can't measure it but i feel it and i think i know what that is that was where that came through clemson now there's another side to that though beautiful awesome Glad I was there with my family. Great night in South Bend. Like, great weekend at the Airbnb. Met a bunch of people. Yeah, that was beautiful. I ain't forgetting about Marshall and Stanford, though, Marcus. Like, if you thought I was going to go through this whole thing and it was just all going to be roses, you're wrong. You all know I love Marcus, but I'm still a fair critic. I don't care what roster Kelly left you. I, I don't care about anything. Marshall and Stanford can't happen. They can't. I, I don't care. Early in the year, uh, March, I don't care. It can never happen. Never happen. New coach, first year, you know, uh, questionable Ross, I don't care. That can't happen. So I want to know why. I, I want to know more about why we were completely discombobulated and didn't show up at home against these two opponents. So those are completely unacceptable and they can't happen no matter what. I'm not blaming Kelly for that. Like there was an issue prepping in our minds for those ball games and it's not okay. So I have to ding him for those big time. 17 and a half point favorites or better in both at home in both. No. No. Like this can't happen, can't happen, can't happen again. So I have to ding him for that. Um, The guys just were not ready and never woke up twice, twice. I'm going to reference my August preseason stuff again. One of the things I said is it would not shock me at all with the first year coach, all these moving pieces if we drop one dumb game, we have no business losing. And then I call it, you know, paying the toll of being a first time ed coach, paying your dues, paying the tax on that, whatever it is. That's how I looked at it. We ended up with two of them, two of them, bad ones. So on the low end, I do have to ding Marcus because both those games you can't lose and it can't look that way. Um, and so that's where I end up with if I wake up and I'm in a good mood, solid B. And if I'm in a bad bad mood, B minus, C plus. Keep it in the Bs, B minus, like the highest number that's still a B minus on a bad day. And then here's the final thing I'm going to finish with. So many people have said to me, I can't understand this mindset at all. I can't tell you how many people have emailed or messaged me or put into comments when I have these type of discussions. John, you would absolutely kill Brian Kelly for having this record this year or losing to Marshall and Stanford. What is this double standard with you and Marcus? No, 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 no. If you're saying that to me, you're telling me you have the same standard of output for a guy who's a first-time ed coach learning it on the fly. You have the same standard for that guy in year one of his entire career as you do Brian Kelly, who's been an ed coach 45 years and going on a dozen at Notre Dame, and you, you expect the exact same things from both of them? That's crazy. That's not realistic. That is dream war, that's la la land. That is la la land. You're damn straight. I'm gonna I would nail Kelly way more for Marshall and Stanford or ending up eight and four than I do Marcus in year one. It is perfectly fair for me to expect a guy with 45 years of experience and a dozen at Notre Dame, to have it figured out enough that you don't know show against Marshall and Sanford. I have different standards for that guy after over a decade on the job, than a guy trying to learn it all for the first time on the fly. Not the same thing at all. Not the same thing at all. Okay. Like you have to give Marcus some sort of learning curve. I say this all the time. What you're giving up in Marcus, the experience of Kelly, like that stability of experience, what you're giving up with that is the idea that the recruiting is going to be so good, there's a higher end on on the flip side. It's a give and a take. I'm giving up Kelly's experience and stability for the potential of elite when Marcus figures it out. So that's where I'm at with all this, you guys. But... There's no way I could judge Brian Kelly after a decade on the job the same as a guy who's just starting and the whole world spinning a million miles a minute in his lap. They're not the same thing. Now, next year, though, you don't have that excuse of being a first-time coach. Your, Marcus is getting his re, some of his recruits in there. The further you get down the line, the less margin for error Marcus has. He had a lot this year because everything we went over next year, he does not have that luxury. And, and I'm my, I'm my judgment's going to tighten up. That's how this goes. The further away we get from swamp thing and into this, having Marcus's personality and recruiting and DNA and fingerprints on it. The harsher of a critic, you have to be a Freeman. That's just fair. That's how this goes. So, Put in the uh, comment section. Let me know your letter grade for Freeman and why. Talk to you later.